Pashas Lechacha deals with two distinct promises that were given to Avram Avinu. The first prob- pr- promise, I will make you a great nation, uh, is the promise that Avram will have children, and those children will become a great nation. The second promise, is that the, this great nation that will be made up of his children will inherit Eretz Canaan. So you have the promise of Zera, of children, and you have the problem, the promise of Eretz Canaan. At first glance, this is no more than a promise. God promises to Avram Avinu that in the future, <coughs> excuse me, in the future, Amisel will inherit uh, Eretz Israel, but at the moment it's no longer more, more than a promise. And at what point does this promise become realized? And do Amisel actually acquire Eretz Israel? Apparently, at the time of Yoshua, when Yoshua goes and conquers Eretz Israel from Machiknan, that's the point that Amisel actually acquire Eretz Israel. However, there are a number of different Gemaras that challenge that assumption and predate the monetary rights that Am Yisrael have in Eretz Yisrael to a previous point. And the topic of the year today is going to be Eretz Yisrael Muchzekasi Mimeavoseem, that Esau was already, there was already a monetary right in Eretz Yisrael that, that predated Yoshua. And we're going to discuss a number of different Gemaras that predate that monetary right in Eretz Yisrael to a previous point. <coughs> the first Gemara that we're going to look at is a Gemara in uh, Baba Basra, Dafa Kufta Zayin. The Gemara discusses Kufta Zayin, Kufta Zayin. The Gemara discusses the uh, Eretz Yisrael that it was divided to different tribes and then to the different people within those different tribes. La'ela techleka Aretz. You know, you will, do, you will, to these people who it enumerates in the uh, in the Parashas Pinchas, these are the people that you, to whom you will divide the land. So, at first glance, it seems that La'ila Techelekaaretz means to these people who were the generation that followed those that left Mitzrayim. The ones that left Mitzrayim <coughs> and who um, vi- <coughs> and who were part of the Chetam Raglim were killed. They were destroyed in, in the Midbar. And the next generation who were younger at that time are the ones who eventually came into Eretz Canaan. So it says, You will divide Eretz Canaan to these, to the, um, to the, to the people that will actually go into Eretz Israel and they are the ones that will acquire it. That's the, the simple way of understanding the, uh, the, uh, the sugya, the, the question of Chalukah Sa'aretz. However, there's another way of reading it. Um, <coughs> there's another opinion. And the second opinion says, that it was divided among the people that left Mitzrayim. They were the ones who each got their portion. Later on, the ones who came to Eretz Yisrael inherited the portion from their fathers. But Eretz was divided among those who left Eretz Mitzrayim, the previous generation. When the Gemara wants to support the, the second opinion that Eretz was divided among those that left Mitzrayim, it quotes the Pasuk in Va'era, which appears right after the Abolishons of Geula. Right, the Abolishons of Geula are, um, Hashem, 
I will take you out of its time, I will save you, I will redeem you. And then it says, which is the famous fifth coast, I will give it to you as a morasha, as an inheritance, Ani Hashem. So the Gemara says, this is the inheritance that you inherit from your fathers. This was said to those that came out of Mitzrayim. So this is the support, the biblical support, for the, the opinion that says that Eishisol was divided to those that came out of Mitzrayim. According to this, apparently, the, the rights that people had in Mitzrayim predated Yoshua. Already when they left Eretz, Eretz Mitzrayim, the people that left Eretz Mitzrayim, each one got his portion in the land. Practically, they didn't receive it because they didn't get to Eretz Kanaan. They died in the Midbar. And therefore, the, their children inherited that portion from their, from their parents. But basically, the ones who inherited the land and received their portions were Yotzei Mitzrayim. There's a uh, this opinion also appears in a different context. The Gemara in Dafkof Yotes uh, talks about Benot Slavchad. Benot Slavchad, um, their father died in the Midbar, and they came and they told Moshe, "We want to, we want, we want the portion of our father. There are no male children to receive the portion of, of our father, and therefore we, who are his daughters, we want to receive the portion of our father." So the Mishnah says that Benot Slavchad received three different portions. They received a portion of their grandfather, Hefer. Apparently, Hefer was also one of the Yotzei Mitzrayim. They received a portion of Tzlavchot, who was also one of the Yotzei Mitzrayim. And Tzlavchot had no other children but the daughters. And aside from that, Tzlavchot also apparently was a Bachar. He was a firstborn. And therefore, Tzlavchot, as a Bachar, receives two different portions. So they received a portion of Hefer and two portions of Tzlavchot. They received three different portions. The Gemara says that how could it be that Bnei Safchad received the the uh, the portion of the firstborn? Uh, there's a halacha that says that the only thing that a firstborn gets a double portion of are things <coughs> which are in the possession of the father. Right? You have a father, the father dies, and he has a number of different children. One of them is a first, firstborn. He only receives a double portion in what the father actually has in his possession. Let's say, for instance, that there's somebody who owes the father money, and he didn't yet pay, pay it back. So eventually, that money will be paid back to to the Arshan, to the children of the of the father. The, the halva, which is paid back, is split equally among the, all the brothers, and the bachar does not get a, a double portion. That's called ein bachar notel berai kibamuchzak. A bachar only receives what was actually in the possession. Of, of the father. Only from that does he receive the double portion. So if Slavchad is receiving a double portion of Eretz Yisrael, and therefore the Bnei Slavchad are receiving two portions for, for Slavchad the Bechor, apparently we have to assume that Eretz Yisrael was in the possession of, of Hefer, of the father. Otherwise they wouldn't receive a double portion. So the Gemara says, Alma, from here we see that Eretz Yisrael is actually in the possession of the of the of the people who came out of Mitzrayim. 
Right? And the Gemara on Dafka Fiat Tesman Beis discusses how do we know that it's Samuch Zekasi? And it, again, it calls the same Pasuk. The Pasuk that's found after Abel Shorosh Sogeula. And therefore, this Pasuk of Nasati Lachem Arashal, Yotzei Mitzrayim, Hakasav Medaber, talking to Yotzei Mitzrayim, you receive this as an inheritance from your father. Fathers, from here we see that that Eretzal Muchzekes, it was in the possession, the monetary possession of the Yotzei Mitzrayim, and therefore Slavchad should receive a double portion. So again, both these Gemaras show that the monetary possession, or the monetary rights on Eretz Yisrael predated Yoshua. They already existed at the time of Yotzei Mitzrayim. And in fact, when the Rashbam talks about the Eretz Yisrael he says Eretz from the point of Yotzei Mitzrayim. At that point, already Am Yisrael had monetary rights in the land. Um, this position, though, can be challenged Based on, uh, I mean, based on a, um, a Gemara in, uh, or actually Rashi in Avodazara, uh, there's a Gemara that says, uh, in Avodazara, Dafnam Gimel Mabez, that if a one, if a, if, if a Jew, uh, sets up something and intends to worship it as Avodazara, but he doesn't actually worship it, and beforehand a guy comes and bows down to it, that object becomes Asr. Now, one has to understand that I cannot, or a guy cannot, answer something that belongs to a Jew. Because, If you would go ahead and bow down to my, you know, to something that, that belongs to me, it wouldn't become Aser. Because you have no rights in my objects, in my object, and, and by simply bowing down to something, you can't make it Aser. So, so too, if a non-Jew bows down to something that I own, it wouldn't become Aser. <coughs> the Gemara nevertheless says that if I set it up <coughs> as an Avodah which it doesn't become Aser by simply setting it up, and then a guy bows down to it, it does, it does become Aser. And the Gemara says, this is learned out from Tchila Shel Eretz Yisrael. It's a Gemara in Avodah Zarah, Daphnum Gimel Amin Beis. Ketchila Shel Eretz Yisrael. Right? Because by when they came into Eretz Yisrael, it says, V'ashterehem tisrifun be'esh. All those trees that were planted for Avodah purposes, you have to burn. And the Gemara says, why should you have to burn them? Michdei Yerusha hilahem me'avosehem. Eretz Yisrael belonged to the Jewish people. It's a, it's a Yerusha, it's an inheritance from their fathers, the same Lashon that we have in the Gemara in Baba Basra. It's Yerusha to Am Yisrael, it belongs to Am Yisrael. So how could the Goyim come, and by planting an Asherah, or bowing down to it, how could it make the Asherah Aser? So the Gemara says that when Am Yisrael were chote in Chet Egel, Yisrael Egel, Goli Adatayu it showed that they were interested in Avodazara. And since they were interested in Avodazara at that point, any Asherah that existed at that point, that they bowed down to or they, they worshipped in any other way, would become Asherah, and there wouldn't be the problem of Enadam Osad Davashem Shalom. In other words, if I show or indicate that I'm interested as well in being over of Arazara, right? Ki They're actually doing something for me. I was interested in Avodazara myself. I was Chotein the Chet Ego. And therefore, at that point, there's no problem of Enadam Osad Davashem Shalom. You're doing something which I agree to. Hachanami, in our case, 
Yisrael set it up for Avodah Zarah, and when the guy bows down to it, since I showed, I indicated that I was interested in making to Avodah Zarah, therefore, when an Ovid Kacham goes and bows down to it, it becomes Aser, and you don't say, Ein Adam Oser, Davar Sheinu Shalom. So again, this Gemara talks about the fact that it's Yerushahi Lahem Me'avosehem. Rashi says, what does that mean? Yerusha Yisrael Me'avosehem Shareila Avraham Ne'emar Kilecha Etnena. In other words, at what point does Am Yisrael achieve monetary rights in Yisrael? Not Yotzei Mitzrayim. Not the Pasuk in Va'era after Dalal Shalom Shal Gu'ula. But rather the Pasuk that you have in Bereshis, Kilecha Etnena. I will give this land to you. What we interpret at the beginning of this year as a mere promise, Rashi looks at this as actually giving over ownership to a certain extent to Avraham Avinu. <coughs> so according to Rashi, as opposed to what we, we seem to Indicating the Rashbam, the monetary rights that predate Yoshua are not from the time of Yosef Mitzrayim, but rather from the time of Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. Um, Rashi's, we should ask, why does Rashi L'cha'ora go against the Gemara in Baba Basra, which talks about Marashalachem Uli Yosef Mitzrayim HaKasam Midaber. And he's talking to those that came out of Mitzrayim. Rashi here is talking about Avram. What does Rashi do with the Gemara and Baba Basra? But Rashi does seem to have some support from the Yerushalmi, which, I'll, which we'll, we'll learn in one second. But even so, Rashi should have worked with the Babli rather than the Yerushalmi. What Yerushalmi am I referring to? The Yerushalmi in Chala, Meseches Chala, that talks about the Machlokas of Lezer and Rabbi Akiva. Meseches Chala, Perek Beis, Halacha Aleph. The Mishnah there says that according to Rabbi Akiva, if one took wheat that grew in Chutzlaretz and brought it into Eretz Yisrael and made out of it bread in Eretz Yisrael, one is chayv to be mafish Because the wheat did not have to grow actually in Eretz Yisrael itself. It's sufficient that the wheat would grow in Chutzlaretz and be brought in <coughs> and be made into bread in Eretz Yisrael. Rabbi Lezer argues on Rabbi Akiva, <coughs> and he said only wheat that grew in Eretz Yisrael itself would then be chayim nechala when you make bread out of it. And the Rishami says as follows: Rabbi Hila b'shem Rabbi Shimon Lakish, kach meishiv Rabbi Akiva Rabbi Lezer. This was the question that Rabbi Akiva asked on Rabbi Lezer. Inat modili, don't you admit? B'shasha nichnesu Yisrael la'aretz umatzu kemachim v'siltol shein chayim nechala. Don't you admit? That they were chayv chala immediately, and the pasuk by chala says bevoachem laaretz. The Gemara in Kesuvas Tavchafei says bevoachem means they were chayv and chala immediately when they came to Eretz Israel. But immediately when they came to Eretz Israel and they took wheat, that wheat grew before they had not yet come. They had the wheat grew before the before they came in. Now they harvested the wheat and they made they made uh, flour out of it and they made bread out of it. So isn't this wheat wheat that grew before? It has no chiyuv on it. It wasn't yet considered Eretz Yisrael until Am Yisrael came in. And that would be parallel to a situation where the wheat grew in Chutzlaris and you brought it in. It was, it only is considered Eretz Yisrael from the point that Am Yisrael came in at the time of Yoshua. Vuhum Yushami says. Rabbi Lazar thought this was a good question. He accepted the question. He didn't have an answer. He didn't have a response. Amar Rabbi Yossi. Tmihani eich Rabbi Akiva Mosiv et Rabbi Lazar. Vuhum I have no, I don't understand. 
Why did Rabbi Akiva ask this question to begin with? And why did Lezer accept this question? Taman, there's a big difference between taking pears from Chutzlaretz and when they came into Eretz Yisrael initially. Taman ad yarshu. In the case of Yoshua, when he came to Israel, it was already previously inherited and belonged to Am Yisrael. The Amr of Chunav Hashem of Shmuel Bar Nachman lezaracha etain einksiv kan. It doesn't say I will give you Eretz Yisrael. Ela lezaracha natati kfar natati. Here, quoting the not the same pasuk as Rashi, but quoting the pasuk in Brisbane of Asarim, it doesn't. In other, it says lezaracha etznena, lezaracha etain etaretz. In Brisbane of Asarim. In, in Rishpin Absarim, uh, the, the verb is changed. I have already given. In other words, the way the Rishami is understanding, uh, this Pasuk is that at this point, Amisrael acquired, or Avram Avinu acquired, um, monetary rights in Eretz Israel at the point of Rishpin Absarim. So, it already belonged, it was ready to Eretz Israel, it already belonged to Amisrael. So, wheat that grew there before Yoshua came in was wheat that grew bechiyuv. It's not wheat that grew in Chassaz, it was wheat that grew in Eretz Yisrael. And therefore, this is no question of Lezer whatsoever. That's what Yushalmi says. In any case, there seems to be Machokas Yushalmi and Bavli whether, uh, Yerusha predates and goes back to Avram Avinu, or whether it goes to Marasha, which was told to Yotzev Mitzrayim, that that Amishal and Yitzchak were inherited Eretz Yisrael. Why did Rashi go choose the Rishalmi over over the Bavli? Is an interesting question, which we'll get to in a second. Um, there may be some support in the Bavli for this position as well. There's a Gemara. <coughs> In Dav Kuf, in Baba Basra, which talks about what what's called a Kenyan Halicha. Am Lezer, my time to Lezer, that if you walk around the borders of a field, that's a way of being cone of the field. My time to Lezer, the Gemara says, "Dechsev kum etalech ba'aretz l'arka u'larachba." Walk the land to its length, to its width, kilacha etnena. So, Rabbi Lezer understands that by walking in the land, Avram was cone of the land. Akash Baruch Hu promised him and told, okay, Avram, now do a Maisekin in the land. So, according to Rabbi Lezer, apparently the Kenyan, that, that the monetary rights in the land go back to Avram Avinu when Akash Baruch Hu told Avram, Kum Salech Ba'aretz, Larka Ulechva, Kilecha Tunena. So the Kilecha Tunena, Kumusalek Ba'aretz is already the source for the monetary rights in the land. <clears throat> and uh, as a matter of fact, the Pasuk that Rashi quotes in Avodah is Kilachat Tenena. This Pasuk that Rashi quotes, Kumusalek Ba'aretz La'Kalochba, Kilachat Tenena. And it's not just a promise for the future, but go ahead and walk and buy the land. The only problem is that Rabbanan, and we pass like Rabbanan, argue on Rabbi Lezer. It was just for the chavivus, for the, for the, for the love and affection that HaKadosh Baruch had to Avraham Avinu, and therefore walk through the land and become comfortable and familiar with it, but it's not that this was a Kenyan. Rabbanan say that Halicha does not constitute a Kenyan. 
we paskin like Rabbanan. Um, but it's interesting that the Ridva, over there in Baba Basa, Dafko from Ralef, uh, actually says that the machlokis between Rabbi Lezer and Rabbanan is not whether Avram was cone of the land or not, but how Avram was cone of the land. According to Rabbi Lezer, Avram was cone of the land through walking. It was a Kenyan Alicha. Rabbanan, who argue and say there is no such thing as a Kenyan Alicha, don't argue that Avram was cone of the land, but rather, according to Ridva, Avram vidu lo kanabihiluch el bedibur. When God promised the land to Avram, at that point, Avram, a, a, a divine promise, that's already a Kenyan. You don't have to do a Maisa Kenyan. When a person promises to give you something, that's not enough. You have to do a Maisa Kenyan. But when God promises it, that's yours. So in order, according to the Redva, there's actually a collapse between a promise and between acquiring. When God promised the land to Avram Avinu, that wasn't Avtacha, that was a Kenyan itself. Anyway, according to the Redva, from the Gemara and Dafkuf, it would be clear that even according to the Babli, the monetary rights in Eretz Israel were already at the time of Avram Avinu. The question was how he acquired them. Did he acquire them through Kinyan Halicha, or did he acquire them through the divine promise and through the and through the uh, the and, and through the the Amirasol Gaboa Kemisirasolehediot? There's another. Gemara that's relevant in this context, that also talks about the time of Avram, but that's a machokas among the Rishonim. The Gemara in Yuvama, Stapei Beis, when Beis, says, Tanya Beseder Olam, Asha Yashu Avosecha Virishta, you have a double Yashu and Virishta, so the Duke from here is Yerusha Rishona Ushnia Yeshlem Ushlishis Ein Lahem. You have the first and second Yerusha, you do not have the third. The standard way of understanding this Rashi and others is that Yerushua Rishona is at the time of Yoshua. Yoshua acquired Eretz Yisrael through Kibush. He was Makadish Eretz Yisrael through Kibush by conquering Eretz Yisrael. And when the Vuchanetzar conquered it from Am Yisrael, it lost its Kedusha. And when Ezra came back the second time, that's Yerusha Shnia, and he settled in the land that he didn't conquer, he had no political sovereignty, but he, but Benesar came and settled in the land, that was Kedusha Shnia. And since it was done through settling in the land, rather than from, from a military act of conquering the land, when it was reconquered at the time of Titus, when the Romans reconquered the land, it didn't uh, undermine or neutralize the second Kedusha of, of Ezra. In any case, uh, basically, this shita holds kedusha rishona kitchel shaita v'lo kitchel asidlavo. The first yerusha of Yoshua was needed, but then was nullified. Yerusha shnia avesa kitchel shaita v'kitchel asidlavo, and therefore it, it was it was it was it's an internal kedusha. It never became nullified or neutralized, and therefore you have the first yerusha of Yoshua, the second yerusha of Ezra. There's no need for a third yerusha now that we came back to Israel. The Tosus brings an interesting parish of the Rach. Pirush Rach, Rishona Yerushas Avram Yitzchak Yaakov, Shniya Yerushas Yoshua, Risham Ve'elach Kitshala Olam. According to this opinion, apparently Kedusha Rishona of Yoshua Kitshala Shaita of Kitshala Asadlavo was never, never nullified. But how was that first Kedusha developed? You have first of the Kedusha of Avram Yitzchak Yaakov, and then the Kedusha of, of Yoshua. What's this dual Kedusha? Was the, was the Kedusha of Avraham Yitzchak Yaakov, they were Makadish, they acquired it, and then, and then became neutralized? It's not clear exactly what he's referring to. Um, in any case, 
what I want to go back to is that Rashi, or actually the, the tension between, on the one hand, the sources that seem to predate to Avram Avinu, as opposed to the sources that talk about the date being Yotzei Mitzrayim. And I think there's a very, very simple solution. Uh, and the solution goes back to a basic problem. If we say that that Yisrael was muhzekis bidei me'avoseim, what does that mean? Does that mean that Am Yisrael had certain rights? Okay, fine, Am Yisrael had certain rights. In Eretz Yisrael, it belonged to Am Yisrael. Did it belong to Am Yisrael as an Am on the national level? Or did it belong to Am Yisrael on the individual level? It belonged to different individuals. Now, if we say that it belonged to Am Yisrael as an Am, it was given to Avram Yitzchak Yaakov, and it belonged to the Jewish people as a Jewish people, or the Israelis, the Israelis as Israelis, but not to individual tribes or to individual people, then how does that solve our Bechor question? In order for, <coughs> in order for Bechor to get Yerusha, Peach Time in Yerusha, then, then it must be in possession of the Father. The fact that it belonged to all of Am Yisrael, in, in a nationalistic sense, doesn't mean that Chaifer had possession of his portion. So how could Slavchad get Pishtayim? So one solution to this is, is offered by the Arama, who says that the necessity of possession is simply to know that it's, that it's ultimately going to happen. Something that is actually in possession of the, of the father will eventually get to the children, and therefore you get on that Pishtayim. But something which is owned, a, a loan which is owed, maybe the, the, the lover will never pay up. So it's a suffix well, whether we'll get to him. The problem is that it's a suffix. However, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Lo Yishkel V'chazev, Lo Ben Adam God is not a person. God does not lie. God's promise is a, is a definite. And therefore, if God promised it to the, to the people, the Bukhar can get Pishnayim, even though it never actually became the monetary possession of Hefer. So that's one solution of the Yadramah. But I'd like to suggest that there might be uh, another solution, and that's exactly what the... That will exactly explain the distinction between the two different sources. On the one hand, you have the rights in Israel as a nation. What right did Avram Yisak Yaakov had? They had it as fathers of the nation. The right that was given to, the, to, to, to Avram Yisak Yaakov was Eretz Yisrael in national terms, national rights. The entire Jewish people, Eretz Yisrael belonged to the Jewish people as a whole, as an entity, as a national entity. But it didn't belong to any specific individuals. On the other hand, you have another concept. At what point does it, be- does it become the possession of the specific individuals? <coughs> so regarding this question, we can say that the national rights in Eretz Yisrael began at the time of Avram. Either because Kilachat Nena Amirasa God promised it to Avram and promises, a divine promise is, is, is a kin in itself, or because Avram did a Kenyan on it, or at the time, like the Yushalmi, at the time of, uh, of, of, uh, Nasati, not attained, but Nasati, at that point, it was given to Avram as the father of the nation, and it became the, 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 the monetary possession of the Jewish nation as a whole. Now that idea would be sufficient, for instance, for the problem of Enadamosa Davar Shalom. 
that a guy cannot answer trees that were planted in Eretz Yisrael and are part of Eretz Yisrael because it belongs to the Jewish people as a people. It does not belong to you. So Rashi in Avodah Zar Dafnun Gimel is talking about the the national Kenyan. Eretz Yisrael is belonging to the entire nation. And that goes back to the time of the Avos. When the Yushami talks about at what point did it become Yisrael because it belongs to Am Yisrael, he goes back, it goes back to the Avos. It goes back to Avram. Nasati, it doesn't say Eten, it says Nasati. At that point it became, it became possession of the Jewish people, as a people, as a national unit. And therefore things that grew there are things that grew in Eretz Yisrael, not in Chosaris. However, when we're talking about the Sugin Baba Vasra, we're talking about Chalukah Sa'aretz, and we're talking about whether Chefer has possession of Israel, and whether he's Muchzak, and he can be Morish Pishnayim to his son Slavchad, here you're talking about at what point did the individuals acquire their specific portions in Eretz Israel? That goes back to the second Pasuk, which is, Ki Asati Morasha Ani Hashem. And that was said to Yotzeb Mitzrayim. So basically what we're saying, what we're suggesting, is that the din of has two different stages. The first stage at the time of the Avos, whether it's Etenes Ha'aretz, Kumisalech Ba'aretz, or Nasati below Eten, whatever the, the source is, at the point of the Avos, it belonged to Avram, Yitzhak, Yaakov as fathers of the nation, and therefore belonged to the entire nation on the national level. But there was no rights that any individual had in Eretz Yisrael. Only because they were part of Am Yisrael, that gave them rights in Eretz Yisrael as being part of Am Yisrael. However, there's the Gemara in Baba Basra that quotes a different Pasuk, Morasha, that I gave this to you, you as a Morasha, and Yashem, that talks about the individual, the rights that each individual has in his own particular portion. Whether the Yotzim Mitzrayim is Aretz, or whether Chefer had, had possession over his portion so that Slavchad, his son, should get Pishnaim, that's based on the fact that Chefer, as an individual, owned his portion there in Israel. And that goes back to the Marsha and Yashem, that goes back to Yotzim Mitzrayim.